The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome to the Arise to Success show where we aim to highlight inspiring individuals and their journeys to success. I'm your host in the show. My name is Jihad. Throughout the show, dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send them on 0779481822. So coming to, inc- to introduce my guest today, our guest is Brother Amr Suleiman, who is a regional radio presenter for BBC Local Radio for the past five years. He's also head of sales for the UK for a large multinational consultancy business. He teaches public speaking and presenter training, as well as media training, and he also hosts events. Brother Amr never planned to be a radio presenter. He volunteered at a community station and realized he had quite the knack for it. Brother Amr self-developed his skills and got comfortable being outside his comfort zone. This led to success in getting work at the BBC. Brother Amr, pleasure to have you with us today and welcome to the Arise to Success show. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, I'm very well. Thank you, sister. Uh, alaikum to you and thank you for inviting me on your show. Jazakallah khair for accepting the invite and for being with us. Um, firstly, inshallah, if we can start with, if you can tell us more about your journey to start with in volunteering at a community station. Yeah, I have to cast my mind back because it was, it was quite a long time ago now, but... Um, Yes, subhanAllah. This was in June of 2016, um, a group of people in Peterborough um, who were from one of the local mosques um, in Peterborough. We only have five here, uh, main mosques. And they had applied to Ofcom. Uh, They had this idea of starting a community station predominantly for the Muslim community. Mm -hmm. And nothing like this existed before. And uh, I was already volunteering at the masjid. And... um, They liked what I was doing and they said, look, we've got this project which we've just submitted an application to Ofcom. Would you like to be part of the project? I said, I'd love to. So I joined the team and Alhamdulillah, within about four months of joining that team, uh, Ofcom had granted us a a license, uh, an FM license for a community radio station. So then the hard work began uh, where we had to then start planning towards a launch for uh, June of the following year. So June of 2016, Ramadan actually was the the target to launch the radio station. Um, Very humble beginnings, a very small studio. And since then we've moved, but that's another story. So obviously when you have a community radio station, you need people to come forward and present shows. And that wasn't easy. It was, you know, we put the call out to the community. This is your radio station. It's a community station. It's a platform for you. Would you like to present shows? And not many people were coming forward back then. It was a new concept. Um, So then we had to look at ourselves as directors and volunteers of the station. And we thought, well, we need to put our money where our mouth is and we need to present shows ourselves to kind of lead by example. So that's where it all began for me. June 2016 was the first time I ever put a fader up on a, on a desk uh, presenting a show. Um, I remember it was a Saturday morning show about 10 o'clock and it was just about my time in the Middle East, my experiences there because I lived there for about six years. Yeah. And I, I, I just remember, sister, getting getting that bug, you know, the first... 10 minutes was nerve wracking. Then I became very, not very comfortable, but more comfortable in talking on on air, on radio. And I really enjoyed it. And when it had finished, it just flew by that hour. And I thought, when is the next one? When can I do this again? I was just hooked. So um, yeah, Alhamdulillah, it went really well. So that that's exactly how it began for me. As you said in your introduction, that's not something that I planned to do. It was never an ambition of mine. It was never um, an aspiration to be a radio presenter. You know, Alhamdulillah, it just happened. And I kind of recognised that I had some fairly basic fundamental skills that I could develop and and hopefully be a better presenter. That's where it all began. Mashallah, that's amazing. And it kind of reminds me when I first started as well. But for me, it was a few months ago. <laughs> but I'm wondering when you started and you didn't have an experience, but you decided to go for it. How did it feel at the start? 
Yeah, well, it, it was nerve wracking. You you know this, you know, yeah. when you first do it, it's it's extremely nerve wracking. And, and you think, well, what am I going to say? Will I run out of things to say? Uh, you know, will I be able to fill an hour um, or, or be at 52 minutes because of commercial breaks? But, is it, you know, have I got enough to fill the show? So all sorts of things start going through your head and you make the hoping that it will go well, of course. But... Um, it, you know, you have to tie your camel. You have to tie your camel and, and do the right preparation. Uh, and then with the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, we, we will be successful. So I did a lot of preparation work just to make sure that I was covering all the angles and I could do the best I thought I could do. That's all we can do is try our best. And, you know, there were times when I made mistakes. There were t- I still make mistakes now. And it's, li- you know, it's live radio. I might make mistakes on your show, forgive me. But um, it, it, it's exciting. That the fact that, you know, we're live now on a radio station, that excites me. There's something special and, and, and magical about doing live radio because you're exposed. You are out there. You know, what you're saying is happening real time. And there's something just very exciting about that. And especially when you're talking to, you know, to guests, you have to control what's going on or at least try. And mm-hmm. I find that I find that very enjoyable. I don't find it stressful anymore. I just find it enjoyable. But going mm-hmm. back to your question at the beginning, it was stressful. At the beginning, it was nerve wracking. At the beginning, it was, you know, I, imposter syndrome happened a lot in the early days for me where should I be here? Surely there's better people that can do this. That happened a lot in the first few years, I would say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At the start, and we get worried. I mean, for me, it's like, oh my God, as you said about the mistakes and so on. But then when we make mistakes, we learn from them, we improve, and we get better and better. And certainly, as you said at the start, we, you know, we have a lot of preparation. And as you said, Michelle, you know, making dua and trying our best, but then it starts to get easier and easier. And that's with anything, you know, for our dear listeners who are listening as well. That's for anything. When we first start, it could be difficult, but the more we gain experience and the more we keep doing it, it gets easier and easier. So sometimes, you know, giving for something that we're not experienced in, for me, long time ago i would not go for it i would like no 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 no. i need to make sure i gain the experience first and so on and so on but then yeah. i started to learn actually no because that is the way to get the experience so that's uh for our dear listeners as well if you are given an opportunity that can make you you know develop yourself you know it might be worth taking that opportunity and learning as you go as well so just for sharing that brother amir now, in terms of the skills that you have developed, what skills would you say that you've, you've, you've had to work on or you, you developed yourself that help you, helped you to get out of your comfort zone? And that's something that a lot of us struggle with. And as I shared just a while ago, that was a struggle for me before I wouldn't get out of my comfort zone. Like, no, 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 let me make sure I get enough experience first. So what would be advice and what skills did you self-develop in that? It's, it's a great question. Um, th- yeah, there, there is. Uh, there was a time I was like you, sister, where I didn't want to leave the comfort zone. I, I felt that um, if I w- stayed within that comfort zone, life is easy. You know, there's no stresses, not really, no strains, and no pressure. But mm. I, you know, as I say, when I when I got that radio bug, I realised this is something I want to be better at. So, to answer your question, I I kind of. Um, realized I had some, as I said, some basic skills, which is, so I've always been good at communication. So I've, mm-hmm. I've been in sales, as you mentioned in the intro, I've been in sales for over 25 years. And uh, to be in, to be in sales in, in a management level uh, right now, um, requires a certain um, level of skills around um, communication. So good interpersonal skills, you know, good rapport building, relationship building, you know, reading a person, understanding body language, uh, understanding how to mirror a person uh, when you're meeting a stranger to build that rapport quickly. All these things are skills that I'd developed over 25 years, and they were good skills to transition into the world of radio because I knew that you know, communication is, is what radio is all about. Mm-hmm. So I had a good bedrock, but I knew that I needed to to work on my skills to be a presenter, somebody who presents a show, not just somebody who can speak well, and be on the radio, but somebody who can actually present and mm-hmm. connect with a listener and, you know, get a listener to call into the show, to interact with the show, to feel connected to the, what, however they're listening through the internet, through, uh, you know, a smart speaker or, or just through a normal radio. So these are things that I wanted to develop, to develop. And I was recommended to read a book, which is, to me is 
the greatest book if you want to to get into radio and learn how to do it. It's by a gentleman called David Lloyd, who I find very inspirational. And the book's called How to Make Great Radio. I'm holding it up now for those that can see it. Um, it it's just um, a great book to dip into now and then because, you know, it's not for me, radio is not about learning the skill and then that's it you're you're at the pinnacle you're constantly developing you constantly self-analyze you what i do is i like to listen back not to every show but i dip into some of my shows and think okay i could have done that slightly better so i'm constantly trying to self-develop even today and this book is just for anyone listening who might be interested in getting into radio through inspire fm you know maybe approach inspire fm um mashallah a great team there and and you know i'm sure they can talk to you about potentially giving you a slot on the radio depending on your on your idea that's how we work in peterborough as well so if you are thinking about it and you like the idea i would suggest really trying to understand about radio the industry the medium how to communicate on the radio on air and this book how to make great radio by david lloyd is my strong recommendation that helped me sister so much it still does and um you you develop then what i think are natural skills you it's like muscle memory in a way uh but in your in your um, brain you just remember what worked well and you just continue to do that well and you you ditch those things that didn't work so well like i say we still make mistakes we're only human but yeah so it's a rather long answer but to answer to answer your question that yeah that that's what got me out of my comfort zone was that self-development was reading this book was going on courses online and and the final thing i want to say is listening to other great radio presenters just Mm -hmm. listening to what they do and their style not to copy them because you're in everyone's individual you have to be yourself if you imitate someone else it will come across so but just to get inspiration that you know how how did they what did they say between those two records what did they say when they were interviewing that politician how did they handle that difficult topic and these are things that i learned from people who've been in the industry you know 20 30 years um so i'd recommend that as well now oh, that's great mashallah for that so um to and these are really great um tips so i'm going to summarize um to to three points and you can tell me if I've missed anything. So it's developing the skills in whatever area. So for our dear listeners who are listening as well, so whatever area they're going to get into, if it's new to them to develop your skills in that area, as you did with the radio, mashallah, with the radio show, you did reading the book and, you know, courses and so on. And secondly, learning from others. And as you said, not necessarily copying them, but learning from them because they are more experienced and then you're going to find your own way as well, but kind of learning from those who are more experienced as well as, you mentioned reflection to reflect back on your own work you've been watching the radio shows that you've done to see what how you've done and what you could do better as well so these are really great tips did i miss anything no i think you summarized it beautifully those are the three main kind of key points there but um i I just elaborate on that on that last point that i was making about about the comfort zone Mm. um and, and you you made the point as well, which is it is so important. It's really crucial to to get outside of your comfort zone. It took me, you know, I think I was about 40 years old when I started to realize that I need to get out of this. And and alhamdulillah, it, it, it served me well. Um, and I think if we all did that, if we all had the tenacity to pursue stepping outside our comfort zone and developing ourselves, I think we'll find that we can surprise ourselves. We can we can uh, begin to realise that, okay, so there's untapped potential here that we weren't capitalising on before. We I think we've all got hidden skills that we just are not prepared to explore. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. So getting out of out of that comfort zone helps us to see a lot about ourselves and also help others with the skills that we have that we may not even knew that we have our strengths. And I do, um, uh, I, I don't know, because we had a presenter training with yourself before and I can't remember if I told you about the personality work that I do. So with individuals, I kind of help them to get to know more about their their strengths. And a lot of cases when I work with the, with the individuals, I find that they tell me that our strengths have always been seen as weaknesses. For example, if a female is, talks a lot, right, that was seen as a weakness, she should be talking a lot, right? And as <laughs> extroverts, they need, they have a need to talk a lot. And one of the um, clients that I've had, she said that because she wasn't able to express herself, that led to depression. So sometimes seeing our strength as a weakness, it can 
hinder us. It can take us back. So sometimes getting outside our comfort zone helps us to see those strengths about ourselves. And as what happened to yourself, you know, when you took on the opportunity to volunteer um, uh, and then mashallah, now you got to where you are and you realize that you've got a passion in that area mm. and you continue to develop yourself, mashallah, and you become, and you started training us as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I really, I really enjoy that aspect uh, of my work is training um, because I'm still loosely connected with Salam Radio in Peterborough. Um, and, you know, we, uh, we consider Inspire FM to be a sister station. They helped us a lot in the early days, uh, but that's another story. But, but yeah, um, training is something I do. So I do presenter training. Um, I do public speaking training, communication skills, um, and media training, how to speak to the media. You know, if you're, if you're the, in the management of a mosque, how to deal with press releases and, and approaches from the media, how to speak to them, these sorts of things. So I love to do that on a volunteer basis, um, just to kind of continue to give back. Uh, because now my work is, is on the radio is mainly at, um, at the BBC. So I, um, yeah, I started with them in uh, November of 2018. So yeah, about two and a half years after starting at Salam Radio. Mm, that's amazing and I'm just going to quickly remind our dear listeners that we have brother Amr on the show today who is a regional radio presenter for BBC local radio for the past five years he's also head of sales for the UK for a large multinational consultancy business he teaches public speaking and presenter training as well as media training and he also hosts events dear listeners if you have any questions or comments please feel free to send those on 0779481822 and mashallah brother Amr is showing great tips here so if you have any specific questions or anything that you would like to learn from him, please feel free to send it on the number and I will share that, inshallah, with Brother Amr. So, Brother Amr, as we started talking about the other roles that you're doing, could you tell us more about them and, you know, in, in each of the other roles, what you do? I've mentioned that you're head of sales, um, inshallah, for UK for large multinational consultancy business and the public speaking and presenter training and so on. And I actually have a question for you in terms of the public speaking because I was speaking to somebody today and she was like, oh, I need, th- you know, I need somebody for my five-year-old. <laughs> so what, <laughs> you, what age do you help when it comes to public speaking as well? Oh, let me take that question first, actually. So um, uh, in the past, it has predominantly been uh, youth so kind of 16 to 18 maybe up to 20 years old um through mosques up and down the country um and yeah it's you know uh, the males and females so it's predominantly aimed at the youth just to help them build their confidence and understand that the need to communicate well in today's world is really crucial um uh, you know we have people that suffer with confidence issues we have people that even suffer with speech impediments but that doesn't mean it needs to stop you from being a good communicator and these are the the, the points that i try to to raise and bring to the forefront of people's minds when i do these courses um <clears throat> they're normally like one day sessions like six hours or three hours and then a bit of food you have to have food otherwise there's no point and, <laughs> um so uh, yeah it's that's a real passion of mine it's something i really enjoyed doing because you know, these are our next generation of community leaders. These are our next generation of radio presenters, you know, or TV presenters. So I'd like to impart the the little knowledge that I do have onto those that I think could benefit. So that's an answer to that question. But in terms of my other roles, um, I won't talk too much about my um, head of sales role because it's quite a dull topic, to be honest. It, it, it pays my bills. That's why I can't leave it because it's the job that pays my bills. I'm going to be really honest. Um, but, you know, radio, depending on where you go, can pay well. Um, but what I see my, my time at the BBC as is kind of like a side hustle. Because at the minute I'm doing two weekend shows. So I do a Saturday and Sunday daytime show. That's 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And that's for BBC Radio Cambridgeshire, Suffolk and Norfolk. So it goes out to three counties um, every Saturday and Sunday. And I love it. That That's what gets me out of bed. The head of sales job doesn't. I have to do it. But um, but the radio is what gets me out. Um, in terms of other, other courses I've done, so we talked about the presenter training because you um, kindly attended one of my Zoom training sessions that were uh, held in conjunction with Salam Radio and Inspire FM not so long ago. But I also do, um, as I say, communication skills as well. But um, media training is a really interesting one because if I can just talk about that for a couple of couple of minutes, yeah. um, we have many uh, massages up and down the country and community groups uh, that are run by uh, Muslims. And they are, you know, all volunteer run for the most part. And we have very, very dedicated individuals of all ages um, that are trying to 
help our brothers and sisters and, and children up and down the country through various initiatives. But, you know, when it comes to getting that work out there to local newspapers, local radio, local TV, uh, you know, most of these organisations don't know how to construct a press release, for example, and send it to various organisations and let them know the good work that's being done. We don't sing about it. We don't shout about it. So that's part of that uh, media training course I do is encourage them and show them how to get your message out there, how to tell what, them what you're doing, not for praise, but just to help build that brilliant picture of the amazing work that Muslims do up and down the country. Mm -hmm. um, and then once that press release is out, you get approached by TV, radio or, or printed press, and then how to speak to them, how to you know, deliver the right message because we know what it's like. I work in the media. We know what the media can be like. They can ask you tricky questions. They can ask you questions that are designed to maybe trip you up, particularly yeah. when they're talking to Muslim groups. So yeah. it's about handling those types of uh, conversations in a in a very dignified and intelligent way. So um, that for me is, is a real passion, is mm -hmm. imparting that knowledge, because I myself went through media training um, uh, many, many years ago in, in London. So that helped me to to kind of because I used to be a spokesperson for one of the mosques in Peterborough and I used to send out press releases and I needed to know, well, how do I how do I speak to the media? Mm -hmm. it, because, you know, th there was a time uh, I recall where there'd been a terrorist attack. I, I think it might have been Tunisia. Mm -hmm. And then sadly you know the local media would then call the mosques and um want to talk to us about the terrorist attack in tunisia you know what they were like mm -hmm. so um sadly it still goes on today certain news outlets where they want you to condemn the terrorists and they want you to you know and and i had condemnation fatigue you know it had nothing to do with me why do i need to condemn the terrorists so uh, it was about training others to understand how you can deal with that effectively and, and intelligently diplomatically and politely uh, mm. speak to a news organization and tell them that you know that's nothing to do with us that's not islam you know we are we are peace loving people and uh, islam means peace and and we want unity so yeah i digressed a little bit i just wanted to get that message across it's really important that these organizations should know how to speak to the media Yes, no, I, thank you for that. I really agree on that. So Zakalakh for sharing this because I do notice this when, you know, um when the media interviews Muslims and the kind of questions and they insist on those questions and some yeah. people do get stuck. And it yeah. is difficult if they don't have the training. So I find that really, really useful. So Zakalakh for sharing this. If people want to know our dear listeners, if they're listening and they want to take part in the training and know more, where can they find more information? Yeah, I think the best thing uh, to do would be to to send me an email, and I'm happy to give my email address out on, on the radio. Um, so the best one would be Ahmed, uh, which is A-M-I-R, at salamradio.co.uk. You can reach me on there if you have an organisation that you think could benefit from media training or communication skills or public speaking, anything like that. Just reach out to me and we can, inshallah, arrange something. No, there's that, that's, that's great. Specifically now as well, what's happening and what's going on. There are a lot yeah. of interviews and a lot of things happening with Muslims. And you can see sometimes where the kind of questions are being asked in ways to get you stuck. <laughs> so I yeah. think that's really, really useful. So for that. Uh, we're just a few minutes before the break. So um, if you can, now that we're talking about the various roles that you do, if you can actually no actually i had a question written down for us that first when you mentioned about the youth um sessions that you do i'm wondering if you do any of those online as well you mentioned the food which is great to have the food but i'm just wondering <laughs> if there are people outside the region if they can have online training if you provide that um, i have done it in the uh, during the pandemic so it, it does work it is possible to do that um always in person is better of course um but but yeah, I mean, look, if, if you have a group of, of people, normally I, I, I kind of look for 10 plus people, a group of 10 or more makes it worthwhile. Um, and, and you want to do it online, you know, send me that email and, and we can make it happen. But I am prepared to travel. You know, my like everyone, I'm busy, like we're all busy in our own way. But for things like this, I always make the time. It might be a few months ahead, but I can give you a date in the diary that might work for the organization. I will travel up and down the country to to um, carry out and facilitate these courses because it's a passion of mine to do that. Thank you. 
in one minute before we go for the break, mashallah, with all the different roles that you do and mashallah, amazing work that you do, how do you manage your time? Sometimes we get really busy and it becomes quite difficult. We'd love to learn from you about managing time. I wish I could give you tips on time management, but my, my time management is not good, sister. It really isn't. I, there's so much I want to do, but I can't do it because of a lack of time. Um, I'll give you an example. You know, there, there, there are times when um, other radio presenters at BBC can't do their show due to illness or, or you know, holidays. And sometimes I get the call, well, can you cover this show? And I wish I could do it, but I can't because of the day job. You know, the head of sales job is Monday to Friday, essentially. I work from home mostly, but um, that takes up a lot of time. So I can't always do as much radio as I'd like. I can't always do as much um, teaching as I'd like on these courses. So I'd love to do more, but sadly, I just don't have the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just have to quickly stop here because we're going for a short break and I'm having the countdown here. <laughs> so, okay. oh, my dear listeners, we this is Inspire from Luton on 105.1. We'll be going for a short break and inshallah we'll continue. So, stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Arise to Success show. We have Brother Amr Suleiman with us on the show today, who is a regional radio presenter for BBC Local Radio for the past five years. He's also head of sales for the UK for a large multinational consultancy business. He teaches public speaking and presenter training, as well as media training, and he also hosts events. Brother Amr never planned to be a radio presenter. He volunteered at a community station and realized he had quite the knack for it. Brother Amr self-developed his skills and got comfortable being outside his comfortable zone. This led to success in getting work at the BBC, mashallah. Um, our dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments or if you would like to ask Brother, uh, Brother Amr any questions, please feel free to send those in or 779-481822. So Brother Amr, before the break, we are talking about um, what you do um, and we also talked about how we can get outside our comfort zone as well as the different trainings that you do and how it can help the Muslim youth and uh, our Muslim brothers and sisters out there, inshallah, to be better skilled at answering questions in the media and so on. And we also talked about the various roles that you hold. And just before the break, we're talking about time management, but perhaps maybe we can talk about it a little from a different angle in terms of multitasking, having so many different roles, mashallah. Sometimes, you know, when, when I do that, I find that it becomes a bit of a challenge having to shift my concentration from here to there to there to there. But mashallah, as you said, the um, amazing thing about it is that, and what wakes me what wakes you up every morning is that radio show on the weekend, although that sometimes, you know, we want the weekend for ourselves. Doing what we're passionate about is actually what wakes up in the morning. So tell us more about that and, and managing or not necessarily managing, but having multiple roles and part of them is what you're really passionate about. Yeah, yeah. It, it's another great question. Thank you, sister. Um, So multitasking is not... <laughs> a great skill of mine either to be honest so i've told you time management is not good could be better but it's same for multitasking because as you just alluded to there you know we have certain passions things we like doing uh, more than other things and and mine is radio so i find that a lot of my energy a lot of my time um on the day-to-day task is angled and and leaning towards the radio side of things when what i should be doing is is maybe putting the the balance the other way and putting it more towards my my head of sales role but but thankfully alhamdulillah it doesn't take that much time um the head of sales role so mm. i find that in order to do a, a, a an exceptional radio show and and you have to care about what goes out you have to care about the output so that's why i try to dedicate as much time as i possibly can towards those shows to give you an example you know two four-hour shows um, so that's eight hours of live radio every Saturday and Sunday, week in, week out. So I probably spend eight hours on a Friday, eight hours, um, you know, broken up in throughout the day in, in pre- pre- preparing that. Also with um, team members at, at BBC Radio. So there's two other colleagues that help put that show together. So the three of us over, I'd say about eight to ten man hours can then put together 
um, eight hours of live radio because you have to book, find guests, book them, make sure that the stories are engaging and entertaining and interesting. Um, make sure there's a balance between light and shade. That's an industry term. So when we talk about light and shade, we want stories that are light and uplifting and positive and stories that, you know, make us think. So, for example, on Saturday, I, I had a story about baby loss. You know, a woman that sad, sadly had lost five children in in um, um, her, her life and her sixth child is now alive and well. So it was a very sad story, but you have to balance the show and you have to make sure that there's uh, content that will appeal to everyone as best as you can so it requires a certain amount of dedication and time thought i'm always thinking about radio you know i could be uh, wake up in the middle of the night and I'll, i have an idea for the radio show and i'll make a note of it um i could be on air presenting and i'll think of something and i'll make a little note of it um on the paper in front of me so it does require time multitasking is something i should be better at but because I, as i said because the love and the passion is for radio i just find that that balance is not where it should be i give probably too much time to radio so yeah i think i could probably learn from someone else when it comes to multitasking and you know it's great mashallah that you dedicate a lot of time for things that you're passionate about because that's important for our mental health, right, as well. Yeah. So I, I love how you actually dedicate a lot of time for the things that you like to do. And that is a message out there for those individuals because I work as a counsellor as well. And I, a lot of the young people I work with, when I ask them, what are your hobbies? Like, oh, I don't have any. Um, even adults as well. I was in that place myself. So it's quite important that we actually find what we are passionate about, what we like. And even if we're not sure, to try different things until we find what we like and actually invest a lot of time, you know, doing it because it is quite important for our mental health as well. So I actually love that. You know, multitasking can be difficult, but the fact that you actually dedicate a lot of time for what you're passionate about is something that is really, really great. So Sakhar for sharing that. Um, going back a little bit to um, uh, when you started off as a volunteer, so I would like to know more about that transition. How long did it take you from being uh, or from volunteering at a community station to being a BBC radio presenter? And if you can tell us more about that journey, what are the wins? What could have you know? What you, if there were any struggles, and how did you overcome those struggles as well? Yeah, so um, it's actually a very fortunate um, situation that that happened to me. Alhamdulillah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, none of this was planned. I didn't apply to the BBC. It wasn't, a, a, um, again, an aspirational step that I was looking for because uh, I'd only been you know, doing community radio for just over two years, June 2016 to November 2018, um, and then something happened. So uh, between those dates, June 2016 to November 2018, um, myself and normally a colleague um, who's also from Salam Radio, we would often be guests on BBC Radio Cambridgeshire to talk about events that we were we were doing in the community. Mm-hmm. So we'd contribute. So, you know, they, they'd call us into the studio and they'd talk to us for five to seven, ten minutes about the next initiative that we were doing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got on BBC Radio's radar that way because I was regularly a guest talking about Islam, talking about um, the initiatives such as uh, Visit My Mosque Open Day. I used to run them and I'd put press releases out and I'd go on every year um, and talk about Visit My Mosque, why it's important, things like this, just an example. Mm -hmm. So then what happened in November is I got approached uh, by somebody from BBC Radio Cambridge, a senior producer, who said that uh, my name was given to her by somebody who was a producer on one of the radio shows on BBC Radio Cambridge that I was regularly a guest on. Mm. So she was tasked with and commissioned to put together a short series of shows about the community. And my name was given to her. She gave me a call and said, would you be interested in doing a short series of shows about the work you do in the community on BBC Radio Cambridge? I said, I'd love that. That'd be amazing. So, um, it was a, wasn't a live show. It was all pre-recorded and she would come to Peterborough and we'd go in the community speaking to people that I work with at the mosque, at the radio station, um, other people who I know have amazing stories, including um, some people who, you know, uh, fled Afghanistan as refugees and, and came here in a truck, almost died on the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they shared their story with us at the mosque and it was just exciting stories. So, we we put the, these five shows together. It was called um, More Than a Mosque. 
that was the name of the series. It's still available on um, BBC Sounds. You can you can listen to it there from November 2018. So that went really well, those five shows. And then that same producer, his name's Heather, um, she's actually from Dunstable, so your neck of the woods. Mm. And um, so she said, you should come and meet our editor. So the person in charge at BBC Radio Cambridgeshire, just to say hello. So I did that, and then the conversation started morphing into, would you maybe like to try presenting on BBC Radio Cambridgeshire? Mm. And that took me aback. I wasn't expecting it at all. I was um, flattered, but also shocked and a little bit scared, thinking that's a big step, going from a community radio station to BBC local radio. Mm. Um, and they said, you know, we'd start you off just covering shows when people go fall ill or, mm. you know, go on leave, whatever. So... I did that. I said, okay. And I remember my first show, it was my very first show was March, 2019. Mm -hmm. And it was a one hour show. And it, I remember just preparing like mad for this show yeah. and just making, you know, again, tying my camel, making sure that, you know, I'm uh, making duas, tying my camel, doing the best I can and then leaving the rest to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. So um, it went well. It, that one hour show went really well. And, um, you know, it helps on BBC local radio that you play, you play music that fills a lot of time as well. Mm -hmm. So you're not constantly talking. So after that show, they said, well, we think that went well. Uh, we think that was a success. So we'll be, we'll call you up to do more. And it, mm -hmm. it started to escalate. I then started to do a two hour show, a three hour show. Then during the pandemic, they started to do four hour shows, which are still the case today. They've mm -hmm. kept that format. A four hour show is a long show, mm -hmm. but it's now the norm up and down the country. And, um, then eventually um, I started to develop my skills and they noticed that I was getting better because of that more stepping outside the comfort zone, self-development. And then they said, look, we'd love to offer you a regular slot on a Friday. So no more just cover uh, presenting, but your own show every Friday uh, uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Would you like to do that? I said, yeah, I'd love to. So, and that ran for three years, alhamdulillah. So it went, yeah, it went really well until, um, uh, it was until August of this year. So August, 2020 to August, 2023. And then they changed the schedule. And now alhamdulillah, I have two, two weekend shows. So um, the point of telling you that story is that it just wasn't planned at all. Salam Radio wasn't planned. The BBC wasn't planned. It's just a journey that I... <laughs> Not reluctantly, because I wouldn't say reluctantly, because it just I took my time to to make that decision. I took my time to um, calculate uh, the risk versus the reward of doing this. That was the same with Salam Radio. That's the same with BBC. I just thought, should I do this? What are the benefits? What are the pros and cons? I literally made a list. What's good about this? What's bad about this? And the pros outweighed the cons. So I said, yes, let, let's go for this, inshallah. And um, and it's worked out well. So, yeah, that brings us to where we are today. I love presenting on BBC Local Radio because I get to speak to people from all walks of life, people of all ages, about all sorts of stories. I get to meet people that I would never meet. I get to hear stories I would never hear if I didn't have this role. And the best part of doing radio for me, sister, is hearing from the listener and just hearing from... For example, um, an elderly person recently got in touch to say she lives alone and, you know, I'm her only friend. She tunes in every Saturday or Sunday because she considers me a friend because that medium, I think I mentioned this in the training with you, that medium of radio can be a very personal connection. Yeah. Um, and that person is listening in their home and it's like we're talking to them and just mm -hmm. them. And if you do radio right, that's exactly how it should feel. A very, very close connection uh, where that person can not feel so lonely. We have um, amazingly talented uh, journalism coordinated coordinators, or you might, they might be known as broadcast assistants. Um, most of them are quite young, you know, early 20s. And they're the people that answer the phones at BBC mm -hmm. Radio Cambridgeshire. And they have to deal with all sorts of things. They have to deal with people who are... Um, have mental health issues they have people who are incredibly lonely we've had people call in threatening to take their own life so mm. these people feel connected to the station they want to share a lot with us mm. and and these young people are trained um to deal with those types of calls to make sure that those those people are not ignored those people are uh, looked out for and pointed and signposted to get the help that they need 
the point of telling you this is that don't underestimate the power of radio. It's not dead. You know, TVs, obviously, Netflix and all these streaming services have, have taken over the world. But radio is definitely very much alive. And that's why we're here today. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love the story that you've shared, subhanAllah. It could be just a very small difference that you can make to someone, but it can make a huge difference to their lives. And the story that yeah. you shared where the listener came to you and said, you're my friend, and that that was so sweet. So thank you for sharing that as well. And I can definitely relate to a lot of the things that you said about starting the radio show where at the start, a lot of preparation, a lot of preparation, then it starts to get easier and easier. And yeah. also, you know, things that we never thought we'll do, like connecting with so many people like yourself and other, mashallah, um, I've had a lot of uh, female. Uh, business women and, and entrepreneurs on my show that I've connected with and it's amazing subhanAllah so it, it opens you know new doors it opens new opportunities for the individual and that's again not just for the radio show I'm talking to our dear listeners in any field that you can get into you can have opportunities that can open other opportunities for yourself so again coming back to um, coming out of the comfort zone it's it's something that great to take on those opportunities um, and just like for all that you've shared as well about the stories that uh, with the with the lady who the uh, the listener who gave you um, feedback as well, it's always lovely to hear those feedback, isn't it? It is. It really is. It makes yeah. it makes it all worthwhile, sister. You know, now and then as a presenter, you know, sometimes people think radio presenters um, are quite. Uh, how can I put this? They're they're quite thick skinned. Um, mm. That's not that's not the case. You know, sometimes if a listener messages in and says. Um, oh, you know, um, I think you're, you, I think this, this section should have been a bit shorter. You went on a bit too much. You know, I, I take it not personally, but I take that criticism. It stays with me, but equally somebody gets in touch Alhamdulillah, and they, and they say they loved what just happened on the radio. Um, that guest and that chat you had was brilliant. You would experience that as well. It, it's great. It's that, a little boost that we need, um, to, to almost it's a motivational thing I, i'd love to hear from the listener and i make it easy easy for the listener to get in touch because i cherish them um a simple question now what are you doing today what are you up to i really want to know and it's like they feel that they're talking to them and they and i genuinely want to hear from them i want to know what they're doing mm. um i want to know what their day's looking like as they're listening to me what are you doing and it starts conversation people call in and they mm. just want a friendly chat and i think that's the power of, of local radio and community radio i actually feel is even more powerful like inspire fm mm. um because it does so much in bringing uh, diverse communities together and i think that's the real power of community radio if done well um, it can be a very, very powerful tool in in bringing, breaking down barriers, misconceptions, and bringing diverse communities together. And that's something, um, sadly, I think we don't have enough of those types of stations doing that. We need more Inspire FMs. We need more Salam radios. That's what I think. For the nice comments as well, and definitely, I do love this um, um, interaction with the, with the listeners. And that's, I know something that I know I need to work on, and it's what I mentioned in the present training as well. Is that I need to work on a bit more on that. I'm trying, inshallah, we'll get there. <laughs> well, my, sister, can I just say, mashallah, I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show, but um, you don't come across as someone who's been doing this such a short time. You, you have really, yeah, you have very good skills, if I may say, and um, it's very easy to talk to you. So that may, means you are a natural presenter, mashallah. Alhamdulillah, and Jazakallah for the kind words. Thank you. It's as you said, you know, when you have a passion in something, you put a lot in of effort and work into it. So Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah for that. Uh, and I'm just going to remind our dear listeners that we have Brother Amr on the show today with us, who is a regional radio presenter for BBC Local Radio for the past five years. He's also head of sales for the UK for large for for, for the UK. Oh, I'll mix that up for the UK for a large multinational consultancy business and he teaches public speaking and presenter training as well as media training and he also hosts events. Uh, Brother um, Amir, if we, I would like to move into talking a little bit more about one person who is your inspiration because with this radio show as well as that I like to bring inspiring individuals like yourself to inspire other Muslims. So I'd love to know for, you know, from yourself who is one person who is your inspiration and why. And coming back to what I mentioned earlier is that I like to engage the listeners and I'm working on that. So let me, you know, implement that a bit more and ask our dear listeners to send us one person who is an inspiration for them and why as well. And brother, I'm giving you the time to answer this question. Yeah, no, thank you. It's, um, it's a very difficult question for me. I mean, I'll give you an obvious answer, then I'll give you a less obvious answer, because I, I basically have two people. Um, one of them, the obvious one, is my father. He, he sadly is no longer with us. Um, 
but he passed away in 2013. But he was quite, yeah, he was quite, um, he was 43 when I was born. So he was quite advanced in terms of age. But he was um, a businessman. You know, he had um, he had a laundrette first before I was born. Then he had um, a post office with a small shop. Then he had uh, more shops that we moved around the UK a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, then um, he retired uh, with a small village shop um, in, in Norfolk, actually. So he was um, he was a businessman. Nowadays, you'd call them entrepreneurs, but he was he just called himself a businessman. Mm-hmm. And what I saw him do as I was growing up in my formative years was always provide for us. And money wasn't always there. Business was bad sometimes. There was a recession we went through. Um, and you could see the stresses that my dad and my mother would go through to make sure there was food on the table, to make sure that the business survived. And when you're growing up and, you know, you always have a meal, alhamdulillah, and you feel... You don't realise it then, but then when you get older and more mature and you change the way you think, you realise just how blessed you were in to have a childhood where you always had a meal, um, despite what was going on. So I, you know, I, I came to realise when I was about eighteen or nineteen just how hard my my dad had it at times in terms of mm-hmm. trying to keep the business afloat. So he's inspirational in the sense that he persevered. He was a survivor. He um relied on um his ability to not give up he was um a fighter so he's one person that really inspires me uh to this day i often think about him and the chat we used to have in his later years um he'd give me advice and you know what it's like sister you know when your parent gives you advice when you're a teenager you just it's in one ear out the other you don't listen you just think okay mom okay dad i understand but then when you get older you realize wow they made sense what yeah. they were saying was so true and that's just natural so he's the first person um and in stark contrast it's someone who i've already mentioned that i've never met it's my next inspiration and it's the gentleman i told you about who wrote the book david wow. lloyd yeah um because of the passion of radio th- this gentleman he um he knows radio inside out. He's presented, he's produced, you know, he's been on the technical side of things. He just knows radio inside out and it comes across in his book. I had the opportunity to meet him once at an event and then I couldn't attend the event. So I was very gutted about not being able to make that. But but he's just someone I think is the epitome of radio. Um, somebody who embraces it, understands it, loves it, wants uh, anything he does with radio to be uh, you know, exceptional. And he inspires me to every single time to try and do a little bit better. So mm-hmm. I never get complacent, sister. You know, um, if I have a good show, and alhamdulillah, I do have good shows. But there were times when you think, okay, that show could have been better. That mm-hmm. show could have, could have, I could have done something differently. But even when I have an exceptional show and I think, yeah, that's that was a really good one. I just think, what can I do to just maybe get it 1% better next time? So I'm always trying to excel. It doesn't always work, but the the, the want is there. The ambition is there. And I've learned that from uh, David Lloyd. So these are the two people mm. I would say really inspire me. Um, but I would like to just add something else into the mix here. Mm. And it's not about inspiration. It's about having a fundamental bedrock in place that enables me to to do what i want to do and that is my family you know my my family um support me my family if they if they were not there i don't think i'd have the motivation to do what i want to do it's 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 all very much part of the bigger picture and um it's very difficult to put into words but hopefully it's coming across that you know you need to make sure that you have um a good bedrock at mm-hmm. home yeah. uh before you can even begin to be successful outside of the home that's what i find i think you need peace at home absolutely and it's the foundation isn't it yes yeah yeah definitely just like look for that i love what you mentioned as well about you know having somebody that you haven't seen as your inspiration right yeah and that kind of helps me to encourage and, and say that as well is that no matter what we do, you know, it, we could make a difference in someone's life that we may not even know about. Like, 
the writer, right? The author doesn't yeah. even know that, right? You didn't get the chance, although that you, you know, you you kind of um, uh, signed up to or registered to go to the event, but you didn't get the chance to meet him. Hmm. So, subhanallah, somebody out there could see you as an inspiration. So it just kind of like it encourages us to go, to do good, to do what we're passionate about, because when we're doing something that we're passionate about, somebody will connect with us, and we may not even know about them, but we are making that difference in someone's life. So, Jazakallah khair for sharing that as well. Uh, we are coming close to the end of the show, so I'd love to end with if you can advise what advice would you give us our dear listeners to follow their aspirations their dreams their passions yeah that's a great question i know there's not much time left i'll try and keep this brief um so yeah to see this is a difficult one for me because what happened to me as i said on uh salam radio and at the bbc wasn't an aspiration it's just a journey that i accepted it was it was fate which i accepted and i saw it as a gift from allah i saw this as you know destiny um but what i do know is that of course my aspiration is to be a better presenter and always do better so the advice yeah so the advice from that perspective is um there are easy ways to to be better at what you're already doing and and that is just to self-analyze. Don't be afraid to be a little bit self-critical. Don't be afraid to ask your friends to be a critical friend. Um, but the only way that will work is if you're able to to deal with criticism and take it. Um, because some, some of us don't take criticism well at all. And we'll go back and we'll bite back saying, well, you know, um, what would you do? How would you do it differently? And, and bite back. But uh, just take it, absorb it, be a sponge, be humble and use that feedback constructively to better yourself in either whatever you're doing now or take the advice if it's something new that you're thinking of going into you know ask ask family ask friends trusted people your trusted advisors do you think i should go down this road and and, and go from there yeah Definitely, I love that. Jazakallah khair. And I love the uh, self-criticism, but I also would make sure to ask individuals not to overdo it because overdoing it can be quite harmful as well. But Jazakallah khair, great tips. And thank you so much for being here with us today and for accepting my invite and for all that you've shared that, inshallah, has been helpful to me and inshallah to our dear listeners as well. Dear listeners, Jazakallah khair also for being with us today. And please do stay tuned to future shows. Next week, we have Muniba Amjad, who's a head girl at Shawnee Girls School. So please do join us for next week's show. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.